Welcome to the Fabric Podcast, where we explore company culture and how it scales as a company grows. Brought to you by the team at The Receptionist, a bootstrapped Denver-based software company. Each episode of Fabric will set out to uncover unique and uncommon answers to the question, how do companies of any size create a culture and core values that employees actually live out? On this episode of the Fabric Podcast, we are joined by our leadership team. Andy Alsop, President, CEO, and Founder of The Receptionist, Jessica Marshall, Director of Customer Experience and Co-Founder, and Dylan Berry, Director of Engineering and Co-Founder. We spend this episode reflecting on 2020, which was a year we could not have predicted. But even with all the challenges the world faced, we took a very human approach, rethought our goals, and actually had a really good year as a company. We also chat about 2021, what we think is to come, how we'll approach the year based on 2020, and our biggest surprises and what we learned. We have laughs and tears on this episode, so you don't want to miss it. Well, I'm excited to be on with our leadership team. Let's do some welcomes. Andy, welcome back to the show. How are you? Thanks, Sarah. I'm doing great. Good to have you. Jess, welcome. How are you? I'm very good. It's good to see you. It's been a while. I know it has been a while. And Dylan hasn't been quite as long. How are you? I'm doing well, Sarah. Thanks. All right. So we are recording this in early December, and this is our last episode of 2020. It has been quite a year. So we're going to talk about 2020 and then into 2021. But to get started, let's just check in with how each of you are feeling. So Andy, how are you feeling as we close out this year? Amazingly, I'm feeling really excited. Maybe one to have 2020 over with, but also some of the things we have going on in 2021 and just how the team's done. And I think we as a group of people have really done an excellent job getting through 2020. This has been a challenging year for everyone, I know. But in particular, I think we've come together and we've done a great job. Absolutely. And we'll talk more about what we've been up to during the year. But Jess, how are you feeling as we close out 2020? Tired. <laughs> I'm tired. Um, but yeah. I'm, I'm also... I'm hopeful. Um, I, I don't expect things to drastically shift into the new year, but I'm looking forward to more hope and more change and um, a little a little more normalcy, maybe. I'm really hopeful. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of us are trying to remain hopeful, so that, that's good. And yeah. Dylan, what about you? How are you feeling as we end this year? Uh, I'm really looking forward to our check-in days, um, and feeling pretty relieved too, like just to have made it through this, like it's the year that didn't seem like it ever wanted to end. And we're actually, time continues to march forward and we're going along with it and we've made it. So feeling relieved. (laughs) I know time has been very strange this year. March feels like years ago and minutes ago, and it's just, it's it's all been strange. So let's get into, and it really is. So let's get into some more reflections on 2020. We're going to have each of you kind of share a little bit about what's been going on. So Jess, Talk to us a little bit about how we've worked with our employees this year and how they're doing throughout all of this. You know, I think, excuse me, I think overall, they're doing really well. Um, we we shifted sort of our, our focus on our regular check-ins. We do a stand-up every day where we say, what were the top three things we did yesterday and what are the top three things we're looking to do today? And somewhere, I, I think if someone can correct me if I'm wrong, Somewhere around uh, April or even May, we adjusted and said, okay, this is not about accomplishments anymore. This is just about what's going on with you. Tell me what you cooked for dinner. Tell me if you took your dog for a walk. What made you happy today? So 
we sort of shifted our focus to more humanity and not things, not goals or or numbers or people reached. Um, we just wanted to sort of inject some positivity into everyone's day. And I think that that shift, I don't know that we'll ever go back from that to a certain extent. Like we're all still talking about recipes and what we cooked for dinner and the dogs walked yesterday and the photos we took at sunset last night. I don't know that we'll ever really take that back. Um, but we did some solid things too. We implemented, and I think you've heard this in some of the past episodes, we implemented some um, finances for people to go home and visit family if they needed to really early on. We certainly implemented some um, COVID-specific health finances so that they could get tested or get any kind of health needs met during the pandemic. I think we focused more on ourselves as humans and being careful with ourselves and sharing both sort of the hardships and the joys of each and every day. Yeah. And Andy, I feel like I I already know the answer, but what was that like for you as the founder to really shift that focus to sort of the humans and how everyone was doing as opposed to the outcomes and the goals that we thought we were going to be working on this year? I don't know. Um, I think it was critical. I think it was really important because we didn't know what was going to happen. I mean, if you just take yourself back to March, I always talk about March 12th as the day I flew home and everything was just really weird and nobody knew what was going on. And there was a lot of concern. People didn't know what was going to happen, how far this was going to go, whether they'd be able to see their families, whether, you know, everybody was going to get the virus or so there's so much uncertainty. So while, yeah, as a founder, it might seem like that. Um, you know, how do you let let go of your goals and everything else? But I think it was really critical and important for us to do. And I know that as a leadership team, we also have run the company very conservatively through this. And I never, ever, ever want to have to tell an employee that they have to take a pay reduction or we have to let anybody go. And And we were committed to that. So, you know, letting go of the goals and I knew we were going to get it done. So it wasn't from, from that perspective, I wanted to make sure we were focusing on our people. Yeah. And we'll get into the goals in just a moment, but we still, even though it's about the people, we still have a product and we still, still try to serve people and their needs. So Dylan, we did chat about this recently, but in case our listeners missed it, what's happened with our product this year? Yeah. So uh, we had lots of plans to do some interesting things to the product this year. Um, And then COVID hit and we sort of had to throw all those out the window, just like we've had to do with, you know, goals and other things and um, really focus on what can we do that helps our customers manage their businesses through this challenging time. And we ended up having tons of conversations with both existing customers and new customers, all who were trying to make sense of this crazy time. And we, we did outline a lot of this in the uh, episode. I think it was like adjusting to meet customer needs. It was back in August. So we go into much more in depth in there if, if anyone wants to listen to that episode. But basically, like we created a whole contactless feature and functionality to the application uh, where people don't have to touch the iPad or even be in the same room as the iPad. If you have a QR code, um, like sitting outside your office, someone can just come up with their phone and scan it. And that kicks off a, a check-in process. and that took a fair bit of effort to basically reproduce what was currently doing, uh, being done on the iPad all on the web because we didn't want to have something download to people's phones. We just wanted it 
as quickly and, and simply as possible for, for visitors. And then we continue to iterate on those things and just kind of like enhance what capabilities were available through that contactless check-in because we, we definitely have an approach with the product of taking something very quickly out to market, get our MVP out there, find out what works, what doesn't work, uh, what demand is. And so we very quickly had a lot of demand for other people to, yes, we need more of this. So we continued to add features and functionality through the year. And um, But then um, towards the end of the year, we've, we've been able to take some reflective time and do some investment in some things in the future that I think I kind of also alluded to on that past episode. And um, we're not going to go too far into it, but where I think everyone on this call is pretty excited about what we're talking about doing uh, for the future of the product as well. So yeah, exciting times, uh, both this year and uh, in 20 in the year ahead. Yeah, absolutely. So our product did shift a little bit in terms of what we wanted to do for people. And Andy, you already started to talk about how our goals needed to change. The ones we set at the start of 2020 and the end of 2019 didn't necessarily make sense in March and beyond. So Talk to us a little bit more about how the goals changed as the year progressed. Yeah, I think what we what we moved into, we we basically threw out the goals. We um, uh, and we started to move into how do we run this company day to day, week to week, and month to month. And let's not necessarily set goals for the next month, but to come together and say what is it we need to do at a minimum to make sure that the company continues to move along and we can continue to support all the employees that so we can continue to support our customers. So uh, really what we ended up doing, and, and again, we might've uh, talked about this on a, a past episode, but we went into a cycle of looking at things monthly. As a leadership team, we would come together and say, what is, how did we do last month? What would it look like if we did this for the rest of the year? And let's plan for the worst and hope for the best. And honestly, what ended up coming out was oh, not the best, but it was much better than the worst. And so we were able to continue to run the company in a very responsible way, I would say, but without having to say, we must be able to secure this many locations in this month, because who knows? One month, you've got almost the entire country shut out, shut down. And then during the summer, it seemed to open up and then it shut down. And how do you even plan, you know, for what's going to actually happen when we're going through this roller coaster of what, what was 20 or what has been, I should say, 2020. So we kind of said, let's throw the, the goals out the door and let's just do the best we can. And we did pretty damn well, I would say. Yeah. And cor correct me if I'm wrong, but we focused really more on what we could control versus what we couldn't control, which it felt like we couldn't control much of anything at certain points in this well, year. That, that's, a, that's a great point. And, and that's what we did. We looked at each other and said, let's figure out what can we control and what can't we control. And by doing that, that really helped us to separate, you know, is this something we can control or is this something we can't control? Well, if we can't control it, why do we even spend a whole bunch of time on it? Let's focus on the things we can control. You know, so if it's in marketing, we know that we can control which customers we're directing our message to. Why don't we direct our message to the customers who need a, a visitor check-in system at this point? You know, um, so we kind of did that with with each one of the areas of the business, and that that really helped us. I mean, if there's a piece of advice, and I know a lot of times you say, "What's a piece of advice?" and I'll just 
you know, go ahead and blow it now. <laughs> but I would say kind of looking at it when you're in a crisis like this is to look at it and say, what can we control and what can't we control? And that really allows you to focus on what really is going to make a difference or what's just going to keep you spinning your wheels. Yeah. Well, and we'll get to our learning at the very end and maybe some advice, but it sounds like both with what Jess shared earlier and what you're sharing now, some of what we changed and pivoted to, we're going to stick with because it makes sense long-term continuing to focus on our team members and make sure that we're all okay and focusing on what we can control versus what we can't. Those are good long-term lessons, not just pandemic lessons. But there is a light at the end of the tunnel. I think it's still farther off than we would like, but it's there. And as we're closing out 2020, which as we know has been quite a year and moving into 2021, how are we planning this year, especially since last year was such a surprise? How are we looking ahead to 2021? Differently. Differently, exactly. Totally differently. But it also, I mean, this has been an, this has been an interesting process. And this is why I've, you know, I always go back to fabric and the first letter in fabric is fun. And I've said this before, I am having an, an amazing amount of fun running a company through a pandemic. Not because I love running a company through pandemic. It's because of all the people in this organization that make it fun. What we did was, um, and, and, and I say that because as a leadership team, we kind of came together and said, like, how, what do we look, how do we plan 2021? And we work with a, a financial firm, um, CFO Share. I've talked about them in the past. And uh, they always look at us and say, boy, you guys are really conservative in terms of how you plan. A lot of the other startups we work with, they have to say, slow down, slow down, slow down. And for us, they almost feel like they want to say, speed up. And what that's done is actually, as we've looked in and we've said, as a leadership team, how do we actually plan during an uncertain time? Well, the only way we can plan during an uncertain time is to go back to what we can control, what we can't control, and going month to month until we can see sort of the headwinds changing of what the pandemic is. And so for 2021, we came together as a group and each one of us had their own ideas about what might happen. And it was kind of interesting because what we did is in our goal setting sessions, and also in our discussions about setting budgets and things like that, uh, Matt from CFO Share challenged all of us and said, well, what do you think we can do in terms of location acquisition? And location acquisition is one of the metrics by which we measure our company. And so we had done that independently. We had our own independent meetings with Matt. And then we all came back and it turned out that we had all made predictions. And when we made those predictions, we, in this one, one strategic planning session, I was like, so what did you predict, Lynn? What did you predict, Jess? What did you predict, Michael? And so we wrote them all down, and it was hilarious to look at. Maybe not surprisingly, Tom, our director of sales, probably predicted the highest. you know. And then to Lynn, Michael, and Jess were pretty much around the same, and mine was the most conservative. And so we just kind of looked at that, and it was like, well, how are we even going to do any sort of planning like this? So we use that to say, let's just stay with what we're doing right now. Let's plan month to month until we can see the headwinds changing. We're going to continue to execute like we have been, which is extraordinarily well. And then let's, when we get to a point where we can start to see that the virus is under control, that the economy is starting to be able to be predictable, and we can start seeing the, the people going back to work and all those other things, 
that's the point at which we'll be able to know that that's coming up. That's the point at which we need to sit down and say, okay, let's reforecast and let's start looking about at what really could happen uh, for the future. So is it safe to say that right now we're not really looking at specific numbers like we would in the past and have these very specific goals that we're going for and it's a little bit more sort of general in how we're approaching our goal setting this year? Yeah, that's exactly it. We're, we're actually continuing what we've done. Um, what we've kind of set as a beacon is middle of Q2. We think we might have a better understanding of where things are, but that's us putting our finger in the air and kind of testing the wind. Um, it could be earlier, it could be later, but we as a leadership team are very kind of sensitive to what's going on because we have all the inputs. We have the inputs from sales, we have the inputs from marketing, we have the inputs from our customers, we have the inputs from development. And let's uh, take all of those inputs and we might start feeling a shift and knowing where that shift is. But until we feel that, we're not going to really sit here and spend a lot of time spinning our wheels trying to put real numbers down on the, um, you know, on whatever, whatever it is we're trying to forecast. Yeah. And I'm curious for Jess or Dylan, what was that like for you to be sitting a little more middle of the road and we're so driven by numbers in the past and now to just sort of, we're going to keep focusing on what we can control and maybe in the middle of next year, we'll get some more concrete numbers in there. Uh, I think really reassuring. I mean, I, I think for the three of us, we've, we've maintained a lot of conservatism through this because we all just knew it was going to be okay. Our, our customer base is so diverse. All of, all of our customer needs are so diverse. We, we weren't tied to any one thing, any one use case, any one um, uh, market segment that was going to tank us. So we, we could still see things growing and we could still think, see things moving forward. We've, we've had a, a good enough year of sales even through this. So there was, there was enough to hang our hopes on to just continue to be conservative and say, all right, it's going to be okay if we just sort of sit and, and be patient about it. And I think that that also gave us a good bit of comfort not to have to say, okay, there's, there's a great unknown beyond this cloud that we can't see past. What are we going to do through the cloud? We, we don't need to see through the cloud. We're just going to keep riding the storm and we're going to be okay because we're taking care of our people and our people are taking care of the company. And, and that, that balance has really panned out for us. It was, it was comforting to me anyway. Yeah, and I think for me, it was just really interesting to watch the dynamic play out. You know, I think a lot of us obviously are very goal-driven in our lives and we wanted to put numbers out there and be like, yes, we can achieve these things. But like the more and more we bantered around with it and talked about it and this, that, and the other thing, we were just like, can we really count on any of this? And if so, like, what's the point of having the number? And I think once everyone kind of got to that point, it's like, yeah, we haven't been running the company that way up until this point, like what, what is telling us that we need to change other than this is just our standard way of doing things every year? Is it in December, we like set bogeys for the next year? I think it was, you could feel like this weight, you just kind of like get lifted off of everyone's shoulders, you know, in the middle of the meeting, you know, as, as we kind of came to the conclusion of, you know what, it's not that important. We're, we're actually doing fine and we're going to do fine. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just, it was really freeing, I think is kind of the best term that I have for it. 
Absolutely. Now, Jess, you mentioned that we were really taking care of our people and uh, we had some big goals for not only how we were going to grow into more places, but how we were going to grow the team through the end of 2021. So how do we now think the team will grow and how are we approaching that? Do we still have a focus on certain numbers or are we just going to see where we go with that as well? Yes and no. <laughs> Both. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> yes and no. I mean, conservatively is still going to be my answer. Um, there are a few key positions that um, we still really do need filled. Um, and it's, it's gonna, I think it's going to depend on where we go through the year. And I, I think this will fall on an answer to a, a later question. But we've, I think we've learned that the people we have really matter and that the hires we make really matter. And that, <laughs> unfortunately for some of us, but I think fortunately for the company, we tend to get ourselves kind of in a place of um, pain before we really fill a need. And that means that we're going to fill that need with the right person and not a person. And what I've learned a lot over this last year is that the people we have really matter. And uh, I'm not willing to trade a, a hire for a, a, a need filled, if that makes sense. We're, we're still looking, but we're looking conservatively. I think what Andy said fills it best. And that is that we're looking at this more chopped up than we did in the past. It's kind of more month to month and almost month to quarter. And we, we used to plan about a year out and still chop it up. And, and we're going to be much more day-to-day, uh, month-to-month looking at what our needs are to fill. Okay. Well, I, I love that. It depends. We'll see. It's a little vague, but it all makes sense to us. And I think we, we look forward to where it's going. So before we get to those final learnings for the year, Dylan, can you give us any hints about where you see the product going in 2021? You dropped a few hints, but can you give us anything a little more concrete? Um. <laughs> Not terribly concrete, unfortunately. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, we're okay. we're we're getting close. We okay. um we're we're doing lots of planning internally right now and doing having lots of discussions. Andy and I are spending a lot of time <laughs> with this stuff, and Scott and I are spending a lot of time developing this stuff. But uh, yeah, we're just not quite ready there. Um, maybe to yeah, next episode hopefully. I was gonna say <laughs> we'll we'll have an episode where finally Dylan lets us in on what is coming and there what we go. have to look forward to. So that's great. So. To wrap up today's episode, let's just have you share. Usually it is, you know, some advice or some tips, but I'd really like for you to share with us what's been your biggest learning or surprise this year. I think we've already heard some of them, but let's just kind of wrap up that way. So Andy, what's been your biggest learning or surprise? I would say my biggest surprise or biggest learning is when you throw the goals out the door, it doesn't mean that the whole company stops. 2020, we actually grew from a revenue perspective, I'd forecast a little over 25%. So we grew, we actually grew the company during a pandemic, which was great. And we didn't do that because we had set a whole bunch of goals. We did that because as Jess had said, you take care of your people and your people take care of the customers and the company. And so I've just seen that. So even though we kind of call 2020 a wash, actually did pretty well in a year that you can call a wash. So I guess that was my biggest, you know, and, and I think actually that 
the other part we've we've pondered is like what how do goals impact what we actually do are they actually affecting behavior or not and i think there'll be a long-term learning and from 2021 i'm sorry from 2020 about how goals impact behavior yeah there, i think there's a lot of things that we're learning in 2020 that will impact us for a long time coming jess what about you biggest learning you already touched on it but learning your surprise from 2020 Oh, I love Andy's. Um, so I sort of already mentioned it, but I think how much our people matter. Our people are holding all of us up and we're all touching base with one another in small and big ways. Um, it's, it's so kind and powerful to support one another. And it's, I think it's the beauty of a small-ish team that we all really endeavor to carry forward as we continue to grow. The other thing that we did this year was to celebrate small wins. And even those really small wins were wins and, and it lifted all of us up and we all celebrated one another and our small wins. So I, I don't think I'll let that one go for a while. Great. And Dylan, you couldn't give us any concrete information, but we would still like to hear from you. What has been your biggest learning or surprise this year? My biggest surprise is how long one year can feel like it lasts. Like it feels like it's been five years. Um, and then um, then the um, biggest learning I think for me is companies feel like they have to run like these mechanical beasts, you know, that just like plod along. And the biggest learning is companies can be human too. And like we treat them like people from a legal perspective. Why shouldn't they treat themselves and others like people too? And I think we've done a really good job of that this year um, and still been able to be successful. So I love it. Sorry, Jess. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you're uh, only listening and not watching, we have some tears happening uh, here. Um, well, thank you to the leadership team. This has been quite a year. I know we're all looking forward to what 2021 has to bring us. And like Andy said, still, what a great year for one that you call a wash. So Andy, Jessalyn, thank you so much. Thank, thank you, Sarah. Sarah. It's been great. Thank you again to our leadership team. We all hope you have a happy and healthy 2021. If you'd like more information about The Receptionist and for a two-week free trial, no credit card required, visit us at thereceptionist.com.